Friday, but it's Saturday. <laughs> I don't know. I've been seeing that post that said like Friday. Like, what is Friday? Like Friday? Or like, yeah. oh, that's why I posted. I was that like Friday. What is this new? Is this like Fry-yay? a festival or something? It was yay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, welcome back. Um, this is Random Tandem. I am. I'll be recording this week. Okay, and I'm messed out as always. Yeah, welcome back. Um, welcome. How have you guys been? <laughs> <laughs> like on the radio. How you guys been? Talk, how you talk guys to been? us. Call us on our hotline. You know. Um. So, what are we going? Oh, how what? have you been? The wellness check. Um. At this week, I've been in a funk actually, but mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna get to the funk in the in the meat <laughs> in the meat of our conversation but I've definitely been in a funk but I'm getting myself out of it so yeah this week has been actually the last couple of weeks have been rough so I've just you know I've learned and what my counselor has told me though is that I need to actually experience these versus just trying to get through it and not learning from them so that's kind of where I am so I'm experiencing a funk too but we'll get through it I guess yeah. Um, last episode, I was going to say last week because we definitely weren't here last week. Last episode, we got a chance to hang with um, Jadon from Egos and Opinions, and it was a it was a good time. He was, like, here. He was excited to meet me. I don't know why. I'm <laughs> actually really boring. Um, but it was good meeting you, so it was good having you on the show. Yeah, it was a good conversation. We got good feedback from that, probably because he is so opinionated. And we haven't had that type of male energy on the show before. So I think that was most of the feedback that we got that was good to hear our opinions come out more because of his strong opinions. So it was a good show. It was a good show. Um, And since the, <laughs> since the last episode, we've talked. We've talked multiple times about this. I don't know what episode it was. I think maybe it was a drunk ain't shit. But we have talked about Grits and Biscuits and how if you have not been to Grits and Biscuits, it's an experience that you need to experience. And this la- we went to Grits and Biscuits last mm-hmm. weekend. We did. Now, I'm going to describe Grits and Biscuits to you all. I've known you all seen the memes and like the photos on Instagram of people like at graduations, at party. When they start playing um, swag and surf, you see how people, you see how hype people get it. How pe- how hype people get, I'm sorry, during that song. Mm-hmm. That's this party the entire time. Whole time. The whole time we like aren't swagging and surfing. five hours. Of just full, like full on just hypeness. Now I will say normally... I have a couple of drinks beforehand. I like to do my tequila, but I was on a different, a different type of substance. 
um, <laughs> this this past <laughs> this past Grits and Biscuits, and I would like to say I actually was on Neptune, and so yeah, I could not experience the full experience because I was moving in slow mo, and I was a little upset about it. Like I was so slow that whole party, I just was like sitting there, like okay, so this is it. So maybe this is the wrong time for me to actually do what I was doing. I probably should have <laughs> had some tequila and uh, maybe a couple of Bud Lights. <laughs> but I should have not did that because honestly, I wasn't even I wasn't even coherent. I was not at that party. And I was going to say, like, in the years past, we've had a very good time. And not to say that we didn't have a good time now, but I think that was the reason why <laughs> I can't say that it was, like, memorable, like, the last time. Because I just felt like we were just there. <laughs> I literally like, and I'm not, I'm not like a, I, I don't do the whole smoking thing, but I will say I, I was on another planet. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. And I just was sitting there like slump, like, huh? So this is, so we swagging, but I was, I was surfing when they were swagging. Yeah. Instead of swagging when they were surfing, if that makes sense. So it was yeah. just a lot going on. It was a on. little different this year. Um, it was a lot. The music, I felt like they kept playing like the same songs and he kept like slowing it down and speeding it up. It just, it didn't flow right. See, what I think they did this year is they had a primary DJ in years past. That one guy that, not the one that had on the jersey that we both know. The guy that like, always wears the sweatpants and alligators yes. print. Uh-huh. Yes. Hey, him. what's your name? Oh, sorry. Holla at me. <laughs> um, no, but... They kept switching off, and I noticed, like, when they would switch it off, like, it kind of died down a little bit. Like, Grits and Biscuits is known for their, like, hood, down south, country-ass time. But some of the music that they were playing, it was like, you could tell, because I would probably say for the most part, wouldn't you say that Grits and Biscuits is somewhat a younger crowd? Like, early 20s? I can't remember. I feel like it's early 20, mid 20s. It's, it's a definitely mix, not, it's but it's not, not like it's not our late 30. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. I'm too old. And I, so I think like when they started playing the songs that we would probably know from like the deep south hood, yes. like it kind of rubber sta- band man. They didn't. They start. They weren't playing enough Jeezy, like old Jeezy. They were playing. They played um Chance the Rapper. Well, I think they did that because it was Chicago. Chicago. But it was just like, it kind of slowed down a bit in certain sections, not to take away from the party itself, because we still highly recommend you going to no, Grits you, and Biscuits you, party. No, you, you go to Grits and Biscuits. But, um, I'm yeah. retired, though. I, I think that was probably it, though. I I'm, think so. I'm, I'm retired from I Grits and so. Biscuits. And you know what? I probably won't take that. That other substance. That, that route. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to just stick to the tequila. I think I slowed down a little bit. Listen, y'all. Like, <laughs> I know people say, like, you get, get the edibles and you smoke. Like, I know my lane. And that's something that I don't like about doing because you can't control it. Like, I can control how much alcohol I can put in my body. But I cannot control what this substance does to me. It's just really, I just, I do like it though. But once it wear off, like, cause I get real goofy and I laugh for like 40 minutes. And then once that 40 minutes is over, I'm like, good, this is cool. But it wasn't cool for good. <laughs> just goes, man, I don't think it was that way. It was, <laughs> but I was on biscuits. a budget. So I knew I had to pick one of the two. So it was that it was the latter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Grits and Biscuits was fun. It was, but it was definitely a different experience this year. We've been what, that was what our third third time. time? Yeah. Was it so our third? I think. Oh I think, my god! The I years of Grits and, 
grits I think and we biscuits. may be done after that. I'm retired. And the next time I won't be going to grits and biscuits when I'm thirty. I, I just no. I just I just I just won't. But I did see a lot of older guys guys in Yeah, there were. I think they just went for the experience grits. because it is a good experience, but like, yeah, I think I'm done with that. I think so, I'm done. Yeah, that was pretty much it for um last week. This I don't really have too many current events. Um however why y'all keep canceling all my shows? <laughs> and I don't watch it. I think, like, that's the universe because they know I watch TV at work. So I'm thinking, like, <laughs> they probably, like, you don't need to be watching this stuff. So I'm, like, going to cancel all y'all shows. Y'all done cancel. First, y'all done cancel Shots Fire with my boyfriend on there. So I won't get to see him on Wednesday nights, both of my boyfriends. And then y'all cancel Underground. Yeah, I heard that. If y'all haven't seen Underground, honestly, it is just such, it was great. It's a great um, series. It's actually, it went on for two seasons and they just canceled it. I'm assuming because I read that the station is being taken over by Fox or something and they're looking to take this, this station in a different route. So hopefully on Wink Wink, y'all take over Underground because y'all cannot leave us hanging. You cannot leave me hanging on Underground. Y'all done canceled Underground. They done canceled The Get Down. Oh, and The yeah. Get Down was only on there for one season. Mylene. We don't know. I, y'all just keep canceling all my shows. And I'm just not ha- I'm not happy about it. I need something to watch at work. What y'all doing? Um, what Those else? are actually three shows I haven't seen. So. Oh. if Now, if they cancel Shades of Blue... I'm gonna have to walk. I'm gonna have to walk to a couple news stations, and we are gonna have to have like a little powwow, a little chat or something. Cause that's not. <laughs> it's not. I don't like that. Stop doing that stuff. Um, what else did I have? Little Kung Fu Panda. Y'all people. He ain't really black. He he he's black, but he said he wasn't black, so I just called him Little Kung Fu Panda because he's a little Wait, Asian. What? <laughs> Tiger Woods. Getting the arrest. Uh, getting um arrested Kung for Kung Fu Panda. Little Kung Fu Panda. He's he's black and Asian. I thought he was. Is he Asian? He's I thought he's black, he was he's biracial. Black, and he's black Asian black and, and something else. I called him Little Kung Fu Panda. Oh, okay. Little well, Kung, Kung Fu, Fu Panda. That's what your ass get. You know? Now look at you. Look at your ass. Look at you. All these memes flowing around with him are honestly funny as fuck, and I can't stop laughing. Did you see the video? No, I didn't see the video. They showed the actual video, and it was kind of unfortunate because, like, he was on a... He was, like, how we were in Grits and Biscuits. <laughs> he was on another planet. Like, That's you know, so they stupid. were asking him to do, like, the roadside sobriety test, and he was, like, moving slow, but then they showed them, like, bringing him back to the, like, the squad, and he was, like, right in front of the camera. Like, his eyes were barely open. He was out of there. He's going bald, too. He don't look good. Hey, poor tiger. Fuck dog. Um, oh, damn. I mean, I feel bad just because, you know, it's like, that's a terrible fall from grace. Like, he was amazing at what he did. And this is what, like, the third or fourth back surgery that he's had. He hasn't competed. He hasn't done shit. Like, it, it's sad. Yeah, he, he was one he of the greats. A, but, he married man. a white woman and she took everything, too. But, um, well, there you have it. No, I haven't. Yep, there you go. Um, Who else did I have? Kathy Lee. Is it Kathy Lee Griffin? No, that was who was What's on her Regis? name? Kathy Griffin. Kathy. Oh, Kathy Lee. Oh, she, she from Regis oh. and Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong that's, person. That's how y'all know I don't be watching shit. I don't know nothing. Kathy Griffin. 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 She was on TV crying because she said she done lost all of her jobs. But why would you do that? Why would you? Why? I mean, I I I laughed. I'm gonna be honest. Um, why would you do that? 
And see, the thing is, I think, so I see from like a celebrity standpoint, you're like, why would you do that? Because the shit was like, you weren't thinking about all your endorsements, all your you were deals not. that you had. You weren't. So that's what I would have been thinking about. Like, how would my coins be affected? Because in the times that we're in, regardless on your stature or celebrity or whatever, people are going to say like, okay, well, how will this affect our bottom line? And she lost, what was it, the New Year's Eve special that she, she was lost on? Every, she lost a lot of things. Um, but then, like you said, she was crying and shit. But then, at the same time, it was like, people got so upset because of that, but people weren't upset when people were literally at hanging all, nooses of Obama all. and threatening assassinations. And it's like, people were doing the same thing, broadcasting all over the internet. Nobody gave a shit. But now, since Kathy Griffin does it, and not to say that it's right in either capacity, because... Like, we hate him very clear on this podcast, but I wouldn't necessarily wish somebody to, like, cut the nigga head off, like, do some shit like that. that. Like, well, like, what? It was. What made her do that? I don't know. And that was my thing, because I was thinking, like, what made you even do that? That was gruesome as hell. Very gruesome. Why? Like, well, I want to know her thought process behind that. Like, why? I have no idea. I didn't even watch the video of her apology, but, like, I read somewhere they were saying that she originally said that it was just, like, something for the concept of art and her being a comedian and i don't know what it was but it was just like really strange and that whole situation feel bad for you girl but you should have thought about that you should have thought about it speaking of comedy and this is a sidebar because i think this is a couple weeks old but monique talking about um tyler perry oprah and she was talking about a couple other people lee daniels lee daniels but Adrian Bylana hopped her skinny bean head ass in this conversation <laughs> and she was like well she shouldn't have said it I feel like this I really don't know what the fuck she was talking about and I caught glimpses and pieces of this via Instagram and you know the radio but if this is Monique and this is her show she shouldn't have to she shouldn't have to um censor what the fuck she said so yeah. if that's how she feel on her motherfucking show let her be. And it was a private comedy series. Like it wasn't like she went do that all the time. Exactly. And for her to come out and be like, "Well, I think it should have been done tastefully." This was done tastefully in a room for the people that paid to come see me. How about that? Right. And I think, I guess it's just like people kind of surround their attention around Monique just because I like of her. just her issues like in the past like because you know she hasn't really been in anything since Precious and that was basically what all of this stemmed from. Like she was talking about her experiences with how she was quote-unquote blackballed yeah. by Tyler Perry and Lee Daniels and Oprah and stuff like that after that. But at the same time, Monique, I think, did something very unique in the sense that when she was promoting for all that, she was basically saying, y'all not about to have me working out here like a racehorse and you ain't going to pay me for it. Exactly. Like, they wanted her to do all types of stuff, go away from her family for months, and then you talking about, oh, that's a part of your contract. No. It ain't a part no, of it. No, it's I need not. My coins. I need my money. All my coins in 2000. 17 by the way so people were mad that she didn't play the game and then that's kind of what happened to her but this was her show as you said people paid to see her and, and regardless say what the fuck they, i want to say she's going to say whatever the fuck she wants to and people paid to see her knowing that this may have been brought up because she's been very vocal about it for years but for adrian to get on there and say oh well i don't think so girl shut up i really don't have nothing to say because she's sleeping with a married man and that's a man a guy but that's a whole nother issue Ooh. i don't really want to get into that because i don't really like her like that but i mean hey that's it's not my business she don't got nothing Yikes. to do with me. She don't pay my bills. I just, yeah, whatever. Um, what else? I I'm gonna skip over the carrot this week because I have nothing to say about him. 
There's just a lot of shit going on. We, I have absolutely nothing to say. He's absolutely ridiculous. You know, he's been doing some crazy shit. What did he say? Was it Kofi? What was he trying to say? I don't know. And I still don't know. <laughs> Has anybody but, like, figured it out? His ass just, he's like your, um, your old, like, old ass auntie or uncle that's on, like, Facebook or Twitter. That, that just, just be talking. Just be talking. It's like, log <laughs> off, please. Just, like, stop. You're embarrassing yourself and everybody that likes you. Like, it's just ridiculous. But... Um, yeah, y'all can go back in the Rolodex because a lot of shit has happened over the last couple of weeks. He pushing prime ministers out the way to get a photo <laughs> Oh my out. God, I forgot. He like, act like he, a little toddler. He's a toddler. <laughs> he's he's a this, child. He like, he him. is the worst person ever. Like, the memes where they created one where he like met the Pope and the Pope was pissed the whole time. Like, <laughs> he looked so disappointed. But did you see that one where they had like somebody recreated? I don't know if it was on Ella. You know how she be recreating videos where he shook the Pope's hand mm-hmm. and the Pope Hope, like smacked his hand away. <laughs> Did you see that one? That shit, I was, was, I was hollering. He smacked, he smacked his hand away so like stupid. a child. But that's exactly what he is. And whoever voted for him, like fuck y'all, because like, he's doing a lot of different shit. Stuff is literally coming out every single day. Like his <laughs> son-in-law is on some bullshit. They Did you hear somebody said that? Um, av- no, his wife is Melania like Melania is cheated like, with somebody from Tiffany's. Like girl, the hand security just at Tiffany. A lot of shit, and I, it. Maybe true. We she don't know, like, but that's probably why older. she's swatting his hand too. Like, don't she, fucking touch me. His but, dick is probably old and like shriveled. But just like his whole deal and just how the world is seeing it, it's like they're viewing us as a joke. One, and then we he's doing one, some disrespectful shit, just like to everybody, like Germany and like North Korea is flying all these missiles now, <laughs> and Afghanistan. There was another suicide bomb, and it's like shit seems to be flaring up all over the place because of his ass. He's an idiot, and maybe it has nothing to do with it. But like, there was a lull at some point, but it's like every week something is happening. And it's ridiculous. And I would just like to say really quickly, because of the um, bombing in Manchester at the Ariana Grande concert, because that was really sad. And they just did like a benefit concert um, for the people that were killed and injured. So um, prayers going out to them. That was really sad. Oh, my. At a concert? People do anything these days. It's like, can you imagine? That's probably so chaotic. You know, like when shows are over at concerts, everybody's like, I couldn't even imagine. Like, not even just at a concert in general, I couldn't imagine. But I I was just so devastated when I heard that. I I can't. I don't even want to imagine. I don't even want because like I'm going to a concert soon, and I don't even want to imagine. Like I can't. Speaking of that, I got to go get those tickets. I wasn't even thinking. (laughs) Anyway, um. Real quick, because I I went over this, I forgot my rant, and this rant is gonna is gonna be very quick, and I I'm, it's a brief story, and I'm I'm gonna get it out. Last week, <laughs> okay, last week it was Memorial. It was a really good Memorial weekend. I had four days off. I really enjoyed that. I don't know about you. Did you enjoy your time? I did. Um, I decided, you know what, I'm gonna give this guy some time a day, and I was like, you know what, let's go out for drinks. He was like, if you're in the city. Let's hang out. I was like, okay, cool. We can go have drinks, this bar, this time. Now, pause. This has happened more than once. This is actually the second time. So, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, I, okay. Long story short, I said, I told this gentleman, we talked. We said we would meet at this time to go to the bar. I get to the bar. This bar is rather small. And I get in there, and there's not a lot of people in there. So, I'm like, I'm normally pretty on time. And so I'm like, I don't see him. Maybe he's in the bathroom. Let me let me shoot him a text. I was like, hey, I'm here. Hey, okay. where you at? Um, he decides to respond back 20 minutes later and say, 
okay who you with i'm sorry what (laughs) (laughs) who 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 is it's 11 it's 12 o'clock a.m you're asking me who am i with at a bar when i was supposed to be meeting you okay so i said um myself why and he said i'm with my guy and my bro nope mind you this has been 35 minutes past since i've actually been here my guy and my bro so i was like you know what prior to this happened i was like you know I, i'm gonna give me a zombie that's a drink i said i'm gonna give me a zombie and you will be a zombie <laughs> you'll be a zombie after Tastes you have like that licorice oh God, i love it shit in there. i love it um i said you know what i'm gonna just get a drink to take the edge off so it's 35 minutes past i said um well, I'm assuming that I'm, I said, I assume that you would be here by now and you actually would be by yourself. I said, so I'm going to leave. He texts me back 10 minutes later. By this time, I'm already in my vehicle. He says, hold on. I'm coming. Where are you coming to? Because I left. I left. I have left the building. This time, by the time he texts me, it's one o'clock. We were supposed to be there at 1145. Okay. I am at home. I am taking my makeup off and my clothes. He calls and says, so what you about to do? Uh, huh? Kiss the angels in my sleep? <laughs> like, what the fuck you mean? I said, what? I said, I'm going to bed. What the fuck do you mean? He was like, oh, oh, oh okay. I hung up the phone, okay? I get a text <laughs> in the middle of the night that said, you know, I really wasn't trying to stand you up. I just assumed you would be there with some people. Was, was that the original? Wait, 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 wait. If I have an arrangement to meet you, why would I be with somebody else? If if we're meeting each other, there should be nobody else around. This is not five o'clock ha- five o'clock happy hour at your local Applebee's. That's not where we are going. This is twelve a.m. at night, and we're going to a bar to have a drink. I did not respond. He sends me a text the next morning, obviously because he knew he was wrong, and he was like, "Hey, good morning." Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I responded to the previous text. I said, "Why would you think I would be at the bar with other people?" Oh, I just assumed you would have been at the bar. What? I was getting so frustrated. I was like, li- I was livid. I was like, what? I said, what? I said, at what point in this conversation did we have that I said we would be meeting with other people? This has happened before. And I canceled on his ass that time when he said he was going to be with his bro. So you can't come to the bar by yourself. You got to have an entourage. How old are you that you got to come with other people to the bar to have a drink? And this was like the same outcome the last time. So you didn't learn your lesson, basically. You're not getting it? You don't. So, okay. So you're going to respect this curve. He texted me the next day because I never responded and said, good morning. I don't text you the next day. After two messages you send, you don't send another one. It's just it's just call. You Once you send two, lie. you don't send another one. You just You just leave it alone. So I hit, I get hit with a text message the next day and says, so this is what we doing? LOL. Okay. What are we doing? You're talking to yourself at this point. <laughs> Who are you having a conversation with? So my rant is, what, you're, you're over 30 and you're meeting someone out for a drink. Why do you need to come with other people? We aren't at Summerfest. We aren't at a large gathering. We aren't at a happy hour. If somebody is meeting you for a drink, you come by your fucking self and that's all i'm gonna say because that this is why i stopped talking to niggas right now because i can't do that they i don't, don't have get to, it. 
I just, uh, but I, you know, like what blew I, me I when you were telling me this is like you one. You said that this exact same instance happened the we first time. We were supposed to meet, and he was like, "Okay, I'm gonna have my guy. I'm gonna have my bro with me." Why? Like, how old are you that you need? We are 16. We aren't meeting up for double dates. That's that not what just we're doing. Blows me. Like you said that this happened before, and I'm listening to you tell me this story, God. and then he did the exact same thing again. Like, what did you think was gonna happen? But see, this is where it got me because we had talked, and he said he was gonna meet me there, so he got me. Because when I got to the bar, I was like, okay, where you at? Oh, I'm with my bro and my guy. No. Nope. Oh my well, God. I'm I left. Going to I left. Leave. I. You know what? forget it and you think you would think you would have some type of not you're really smart i just there's no hope forget about it smart dumb nigga so do you have any rants for this week i'm tired of didn't have a rant um my only thing was uh insurance companies and how they be trying to get you to fuck about a hospital so quickly like people have surgeries and they be telling you like the same day you gotta go like i didn't understand that earlier this week i was Without disclosing too much, I was at a hospital with someone who was having surgery. And I'm thinking that they were going to stay like at least a day because they described the surgery. And I was like, okay, well, that's cool. But, you know, what's the recovery time? And they were like, oh, well, they can rest at home. And I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, when should I be back to pick this person up? Oh, she should be done by two. Same day. Yeah. Same day, yeah. Like legit, you had to have anesthesia and everything, and they kick you the fuck out. Just like, oh, well, we only got time for you. We need this bed, and I just, I don't understand that. Like these companies are full of shit. Like y'all be wanting, and I bet you that surgery gonna cost the arm and the leg too. Couldn't even rest peacefully in the hospital facility. My mom, she just had a bill from what's the name? Where she come from? They took her literally from her school to the hospital, which is two blocks over, and her ambulance bill was thirteen hundred dollars. Ambulances are expensive. You better take me in the back of your Chevy sedan. It costs less less in gas. I could walk, girl. Thirteen hundred dollars for a block. When I say do not call an ambulance for me unless I'm like not breathing or something crazy like that, because they're expensive. Sometimes they're more expensive than the intake in an actual hospital. No, seriously. Why I'm not. No, you better put me in the back of a Chevy sedan with a pillow or something. <laughs> just get me there safely. Those like, old I just, vans. Girl, like those, something. Those with the back. You know how yes, you open, it, you like open a the back like a, a hearse van. Like, you better take me that way because I ain't paying $1,300. I've had that my share ridiculous. of hospital stays. And when I tell you, I will not. Because when I was... Um, had my little mini medical vacation a couple years back. That hos- that hospital bill was high as fuck. But the ambulance was one of the big portions of it. Hell yeah. And this they was like... And it wasn't two blocks, as you said, for your mother. Like, this was from one part of downtown getting stuck in traffic, just trying to get me to the hospital. No, this was like a legit 15, 20-minute ride that was damn near $4,000. It's just absolutely because of all the stuff that they money. had to administer and use when I was in the no, throw me in the back of a Chevy sedan, Actually, please. Just give me some Ritz crackers and some chicken noodle soup, girl, and, and ginger ale. That would be okay. Girl, that's <laughs> okay? just crazy. But my rent, it wasn't really a rent, but I just found that to be very ridiculous. Like, and I like you said, I bet you that damn bill is gonna be sky high. It's, it's gonna be high as fuck. Only there for a couple of hours, and then they don't want to give you a comfortable bed. That's exactly, exactly. So, 
I don't want to talk about that. I didn't even get real panties. They was paper panties. So it was just like, you know. (laughs) Paper panties. (laughs) Paper panties. I got transported to the hospital that one time I fell in (laughs) MATC. And I laid on the floor. I laid on the floor. I'm going to give, I'm gonna give y'all. Don't, okay, real quickly, because stuff like this don't happen to me. Like, I always Sorry. wonder, I always wonder how people, like, get these lawsuits. Like, how they get these, like, slip and falls. And I'm like, fuck, none Show of this shit ever. The scammer. None of this shit ever happened to me. So I'm in, I'm in class. And I'm, in, I'm not in class. I'm at school or whatever. I got my backpack on. I had a lot of books in there because I was really studying at the time and so i'm leaving i'm leaving one building to another and they got like a little drop off like a little hill that you go down <laughs> it within matc and somebody must have spilled some coffee or somebody spilled something they didn't put a sign now right i didn't even see it because i was rushing to get to class i slipped <laughs> on, <laughs> i slipped on this liquid okay and when I tell you, I'm a big girl. I mean, I'm. I mean, I'm over. Two, I'm over 200 pounds, so it took a lot of force to actually lift me airborne. <laughs> I slid. <laughs> Let me tell y'all, I slid. My feet flew up. My back. My books out. My hands flew in the air, and I landed on my tailbone. Like I am still suffering from pain from that. Like I'm not lying. So I'm like, oh shit. Like I was in pain at the time. I was like, this is my opportunity. <laughs> Sit here. Don't move. Don't get your ass up. You stay here. You lay. I was laying in this hallway like a dead fish for like 30 minutes. I'm like, oh, my God, my back. Oh, my God, my back. Somebody help me, please. Somebody help me, please. I knew. I knew I was getting a check. Like, I knew I was getting a check from that. And so they was like, oh, my God, are you okay? I was like, no, somebody called an ambulance. I can't move. I cannot move. So she's like, okay, we'll call the ambulance. Do y'all know? Do y'all know? I sat on this floor for 45 minutes for this ambulance to come. They called the ambulance. It was sirens. They brought up the bed. They had to help me on this cradle on the bed, mind you. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't move. My back is hurting. In the back of my mind, like, I'm finna get paid, get paid, young nigga, get paid. Like, oh. that's, what I was, that's what I was thinking when it happened. So they was like, we're going to take you to the hospital. We're going to take you to the hospital. I was like, okay, you know, God. I'm in a lot of pain. I can't breathe. Y'all know what the first thing I did when I got to that hospital? Y'all want to know, they put me in that room by myself. I called 1-800-something. Um, I think it was Grouper or somebody for no, a, for you a called lawyer. me first. Oh, did I call you first? Yes, you did. And then I called the lawyer. Okay, I called you first. <laughs> and then I called the lawyer because I'm like, I'm about to get paid. Girl, let me tell y'all, I called this lawyer. They was like, oh, you don't have a case. Because it's like, a, I think it was like a uh, some type of clause that they have where you can't sue the school. And I'm like, but I'm hurt. Like, I'm in the <laughs> hospital. Like, I got to go. And mind you, I was going to Florida the next day. So I really was putting, I was really at risk on this. But I was like, I got, like I'm hurt. What am I going to do? So I called another one. They was like, there's really nothing you can do. As soon as they told me that, I put my backpack on. I was like, I'm ready to go. I got to test the tape. <laughs> Can y'all let me go, please? Can you let me go, please? Please, get me out of this hospital. I got a test today. Can I go? Oh, God. You were so dramatic. Like when You, you don't were- even understand the dramatic. If y'all could see how I was laying there. I'm, luckily, I had my glasses on because if my glasses would have <laughs> flew off, it would have been over. It would have been over. I just want to interject because you text me while you were laying on the floor. I, I remember that vividly. You were like, I just fell. I'm about to get some money. I and I said, you know what? 
can I borrow some when you get it? Like, you know, I didn't really have any advice for you. Like, whatever you can get, go ahead. That's but the not. fact that you, like, you literally, and she is not lying, y'all. She got up from that hospital bed as soon as they told her that I she wasn't going to get it. Ain't no use of me sitting there. <laughs> Shit, let me go. Get me the fuck up out of here. So how's your tailbone then? I still have back problems. I'm not lying. I, I would have stayed there. Shit. No, they said I wouldn't get no money. So I'm like, I'm gone. I need to call 1-800. Um, what is it? Wait, who is that? Who do we have here? Grouper? Yeah. They got some place in Florida and they'd be advertising on the inter- I mean on the on the radio if you get hit so hard and knock your weave on the <laughs> dashboard. It's like <laughs> they drive so reckless down there. Those ads be crazy. How you get hit so hard and knock your weave on the dashboard? Like what if it's secure. a so what if it's a so in? It wasn't secure. Okay, anyway, that's not the type of life I choose to live. Yeah. Anyway. And so with that being said, Jadon you had an issue with Serena Williams living her with Serena Williams with us saying that Serena Williams was living her best life. A lot of people are living their best lives. And so this, you know, this episode, I really wanted to get into what is actually living your best life. What do you think living your best life would be? Gabby Sidibe right now is living her living. best life. I just would like to say she's living. She's on a yacht. She has a man. I don't. Um, she's on vacation. I'm not, but she is living her best life. She's losing weight. She's feeling good. I'm happy for her. I am too. When I saw those pictures, I was like, I want to be there. I wish I was on a yacht. She is living her best life. And so, she's paid. No, she's getting. Y'all understand what I'm saying? She's getting coins. She's getting these. She's getting the coins. She's getting every coin. She's getting all the coins. Yep, she's getting coins from so books, from TV, shit. She she's still getting money, getting from, money precious. from Precious. She At, probably there is. You go. Why ain't nobody discovering me? Can y'all call, somebody call me? I can do anything. I can do everything. Call me. I'm, I live in Chicago, and I'm just about to pop up on set when I see those fines that they post shutting down certain streets. <laughs> I'm just going to pop the fuck up. Somebody going to discover right. me, goddammit. Because like, this 9 to 5, you know, that's what I'm working to get out of. So somebody gonna discover my ass. Somebody, I'm finna start getting on a pole, start working at the pyramid or something. These, I ain't doing all that. I mean, I'm not doing that. I'm just saying. So anyway, with living your best <laughs> life, I feel like it's important to find like your pursuit of happiness. So when I say living your best life, I mean career, relationship, finances, your overall mm-hmm. health. When when what is living your best life to you? Like in a perfect world, what would your best life be? Mm, not working for someone else working for myself which I'm working on um family and like my idea of family has changed over the last few years so like when I was younger like I never had like that image of like a wedding and like now that we're at an age where like most of my friends are getting engaged and getting married my idea was never the the wedding I've always wanted like a courthouse wedding or something small but my idea of family, I guess, for my perfect life would just to be happy in the home I'm in. I don't have to be rich. I just want to be comfortable in the state that I'm in, like finances, health, career. Um, so my idea of a perfect life is just being stable and comfortable. Nothing dramatic. Mm. I don't I don't think there's anything grand in my idea of like happiness. Like, if money, like, if you were, oh, you just said you just want to be stable. Like, for me, the perfect life for me would actually be endless vacations, um, working for myself, helping other people's, like, people's, yeah, Mm -hmm. helping helping other people, um, just be able to have the freedom to do whatever the fuck I want to do, when the fuck I want to do, without having to ask somebody, 
when to do it. Um, kids, like I never really, I can't say I never really wanted kids. I actually have, I have a son now. Do I want more kids? No, I don't, I don't actually want any more kids. Um, as far as relationships goes, like, I guess for me, it was different when I was younger because I was looking for a guy. I'm not looking for a guy. Like you kind of want a boyfriend. You mm-hmm. want to have a boyfriend at the time, but in my age and now that I've actually had a child, I'm not searching for a husband. I have so much stuff like that I'm trying to do when I feel like that'll slow me down. And when the, when it's right, you know, I'll attract him or he'll come and he'll just, it'll just happen. Mm-hmm. But for me, I've never with such high divorce rates around me and people being separated, I've never actually wanted to be married. I would like to be in a long-term committed relationship, That's obviously. Exactly. Like I don't, I don't want to be married and, and it's hard for me to commit. And so when people cheat like that, that to me just kind of turns it off. So I don't really, every girl says they want like this dream fantasy wedding. Like I don't want that. No, I do want to be glammed else. up. I want to be, I want to enjoy the time with my significant other. But right now I can't say that I want to be married and I'm not pushing for marriage at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, As far like, I would prefer a guy to actually have kids so that I don't have to feel pressured to having kids. Cause most okay. time, like right now guys are like, well, I'm getting old. I kind of want kids. I want my girl to have kids. I don't really want that pressure. So, like, if I meet somebody, I don't want you to pressure me to be like, oh, I need to have kids. I want to settle down now. Like, I don't want to do that. So, mm-hmm. my ideal life would just be <laughs> just living free. Ain't no feeling like being free. Yeah, and I guess, like, that's what I mean by being stable and comfortable. Like, I want, I don't want to have to worry about, like, bills and that I want the extra income that I have because I'm comfortable. Everything is taken care of. I can do what I want in my leisure, whether it be by myself, with my significant other, my family, whatever. Um, but, yeah, just as far as, like, like you said, kids, like, I think, and a lot of people probably would see an issue with that, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like with what? you not wanting kids. Cause I think that's the idea like, thing. Oh, you like have people, to have all these kids. Yeah. Like, and I don't think that's it. Like for me, I do want children, but like there have been people that say like, well, I don't want kids. And like, how can someone say that they don't want kids? It's like, well, why is that such a bad thing? I don't like, like why are you saying you want kids? Like, I don't understand I don't, why I mean, I get people sig- put so much pressure on I women get this for signi- that. I get the significance of having kids because you want somebody to be able to take care of you and yeah. you just want that family. But for me, it's put a damper in my life. Not like I'm harping about it, but it's put a damper in the major years of my life. So like by the time he's grown, I, I don't have free time, so I don't want to not, like, lose free time for another child. I know that may sound selfish, but if I had to wait it, it probably would have been a little bit different. But since I had him now, my whole view on it is just like, no, I still want to do me. I still yeah. want to do me because I didn't get a chance to do me. Yeah. And I mean, like, you're, like, setting the stones to do your own thing, as you say. I think that may change a little bit. Just we're just finding the flexibility the more you get into Yeah, no, no, I see just that. Just being able to have your own time or your own thing, not having to go to someone else's job or whatever, so. But I feel like when we say, and I don't want to bring color into this, do you feel like it's easier for white people to live their best lives opposed to black people? And when I hmm. say that, I mean, like, I won't even say financially wise, because m- more often than none, white people are, like, born into money. So they get, like, not I won't say all the time, but they have, like, money where they can, like, either... Generational wealth. Generational wealth. And then you see these people on, like, HGTV, and they're like, oh, this is my budget for this house, and this is this. And as opposed to us, where we like, well, we got to build from the bottom. We don't have this. Mm-hmm. So is it easier for them to create their best life? 
or is it about the same for us? But I feel like you still have to create your own opportunities. But yeah, I think it comes from like if you're speaking just from the perspective of money. Uh, obviously, like I said, there is that generational wealth that's usually ingrained in communities outside of black and brown communities. But um, as far as like living their best life, I mean, obviously, there are some things that are different in our communities, whereas like, you know, we've talked about on the show before. But as far as genuinely living their best life, I guess I it just depends on what people consider their best lives. Yeah. Like, you know, the careers, you know, the like you said, the wealth aspect of it. Um, they can obviously move around a little bit differently than we can, obviously. Yeah. So in that aspect, I would say to some extent, yes. But not I think you're time. seeing that a lot of people, especially like not even on a certain status of like celebrity or wealth, people are paying more attention to the idea of finance, especially in our communities, to kind of build that generational wealth that we didn't necessarily have. So... I think people are paying more attention to it now to understand, like, the effects that it has on, like, our children or maybe that our parents didn't pass down to us. So it really just depends. Yeah. I don't know. I I think it does depend. Um, So I wanted to say, are you, like you said, you're working on creating your best life or Mm creating, like, whatever you're doing. So I feel like in doing that, there's, like, I feel like it's a stressor for me. Like, when I was thinking about it, like, I sat back this week, and that's kind of why I was in a funk, because I didn't, I I committed to, this is sidebar, I committed to, like, writing my things down per my therapist, because she was like, what are you all doing? And I'm like, I don't know, I'm here, there, I'm like, I'm literally everywhere. So I had to sit down, and I had to write all the things that I was doing. And I don't write my stuff down, because writing stuff down for me scares me shitless. So it gives me anxiety, all the stuff that I have to do, or like if I write deadlines down or like I'm trying to like give a deadline to like my business or whatever I'm trying to do, that creates anxiety for me because it's like, you got all this stuff to do. How are you going to do it? And who says you have to have this deadline, if that makes sense? Like you're creating a deadline for who? I think for me, because you've made fun of me in the past of how much I write stuff down, but I think for me it's twofold, and I'm kind of the opposite. One, I do it because since being diagnosed with lupus, I have to plan my days out a little bit differently because I can't move in the way that I used to in terms of one energy and time and just health. Because sometimes when I think, like you said, when you have a lot of stuff going on, certain times where I think I can handle stuff and my body's like, no, you should probably sit your ass down. Like... So in terms of that, I set my own deadlines. Like if you come to my house, I'm always writing on my mirrors. I have notes everywhere. I write in my journal. I plan out a lot of stuff just to keep me on track to figure out, okay, what do I need to get done? And when I set deadlines, they're not so much hard deadlines. They're stuff that I would like to get done. excuse me, in a certain amount of time, or if I have stuff that I need to get done in a certain week or month or time span, if they're more so like deadlines to myself to say, okay, well, can you meet this goal? If not, what are the steps that you need to take to get to that point? And I don't let it stress me. Whereas I could see where someone that isn't as structured, it might like, it's like, well, not even, not even deadline. Let's just say I want my business done by here. That doesn't stress me out. I mean, like, in my 20s, where do I want to be in my 30s? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so I'm like, by 30, I wanted to do this. I'm not actually doing that when I'm 30. So that's like, well, then what the fuck are you going to do? Do I have to? I'm like, I feel like I got to speed up or do more to catch up to where I actually want to be mm-hmm. when I'm 30. So that stresses me out. Like, who, like, 
where does this stuff come from? Like, I feel like it's just stuff inside of you or like projected on you by other people. Like, well, you got to be this like you got to be here at this certain age. Like, Mm -hmm. who says that? And I think I've kind of broken out of that just in terms of like career wise. I was a late bloomer. I think I mentioned this on our buddies episode. Like I went to school, dropped out, went back. So when I went back to school and just my own personal journey, when I went back to school, it was when all my friends were graduating. So I was like, damn, you know, I'm so behind. You know, they were going off to grad school. And I was like, damn, I'm still here, like trying to do the undergrad thing. But I think from that experience alone, that's when I learned to slow down because my path isn't going to be the same as someone else's. So path, I'm sorry. So just as far as like the whole 30s thing, I think since graduating, I was more focused on getting to the place where, you know, um, I wanted to be comfortable with my finances. And just to understand that, because obviously finance is my wheelhouse, like I wanted to be comfortable in that space to get to a certain level in my career before I focused on other things. And obviously I got thrown the curveball of being diagnosed with lupus. So that changed things again. But it's just I don't. I've learned to not put that type of pressure on me. Whereas if I have goals that I want to meet or create for myself, then I just go off of that and not necessarily what someone else expects of me. Yeah. And I feel like my goals, and I don't mean to, I feel like I'm all over the place, but I mean, my goals, like in my career business, that doesn't stress me out because I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to something. But I feel yeah. like in age, like, oh, you're supposed to be like this. Are you supposed to be I like this? I don't think you do. And that's I don't really think, but I mean, it's like internally, like it stresses, like it stresses me out. Cause I'm like, well, everybody's doing this. They got kids. They got a house. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, well, I'm just still here. Like, well, what am I supposed to be doing? But I realized after writing all of this stuff down, I didn't realize how much greatness I had in me. So being successful scares me shitless. Like Hmm. being successful, like it freaks the fuck out of me. Like actually doing it. I don't know why. It just scares me. Being It's like, I feel like it's so much pressure and it scares the living shit out of me. So what's your idea of success then? I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm, something is, I don't want to, I don't want to say it feels like, I feel like, you know how you feel like something's inside of you and it's like great and you're trying to get it out, but you're not, you don't want to get it out because it scares you. Like, that's how I feel to me. So like my life and I'm trying to get out of it is ran on fear, but being ran on fear is actually good because you take risks, but like, it just scares the shit out of me. So that's why I don't write stuff down. That's why I don't like to think about it. Cause I'm like, this is too much for me. Like I'm not, I'm not ready for it. Like I feel like I'm not ready for what's about to happen. If that makes sense. But like, I think that maybe in the same token was holding you back. Like, that, because and you I know have that. a lot of stuff. Like I tell you all the time, like I wish my mind worked in the creative space that yours did. It's scary. So it's just the fact that I think that should be your driver to where you change your thinking just even in the slightest to say, okay, this scares the shit out of me, but I know once I get to that point, it's going to be great. Right. And so now I've changed my mindset. Like I've been doing a lot of like self-work, but I I listen to like a lot of like Abraham Hicks and a lot of Tony Robbins and what you actually say and what you do creates the reality for your life. So like, Mm -hmm. I can't keep speaking like negative things on me. I can't keep projecting like, Oh, this is going to happen. I don't want to do this because this happens. And I hear so many people wake up and they complain or, you know, stuff happens. You actually have to be grateful because you have to put that in your life. So like every day I wake up now and I'm like, well, thank you. I'm alive. Cause it's people that didn't even wake up. You know what I'm saying? So I have to like, Get into myself, be thankful for what I got, and then just just put out the energy and the stuff that I want to manifest in my life, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's just living my best life would be overcoming fear, but fear is like a 
it's always there. Yeah. So you just you just got to work through that. I just I don't know. I think because you're a little bit closer in your journey to well, our paths are a little bit different in terms of what we would like to accomplish. But that fear to me, I guess the fear that I have, it's the fear, <clears throat> excuse me, based on what I may do because I there are certain things in anybody's journey there are certain things that you have to do like to go into overdrive to achieve those things yeah and like for me I had like I said and not even to keep bringing it up but I never realized in the past how much having lupus because because like even that time when I first moved to Chicago when I was in the hospital like I put myself there because I was still I was doing too much and there was a certain thing (laughs) yeah so like I noticed for me I can't push myself to that limit whereas I want to but I can't so I have to pace myself in terms of okay, this is what I need to do in this time frame. So for the things that I want to do, it's like, okay, well, what do you need to do as far as like creating your business plan? I work on that a certain amount of times throughout the week. But then I still also, you know, obviously we have the pod and I still think about stuff for the pod and doing that. And I just have to actually pace myself in certain things of say, okay, well, this I'm not going to achieve and not even just because I'm not working hard towards it, but there are certain steps that I need to take. So I can't just create a business out of nowhere and get financing for it. I have to have a plan for that. So I pace myself a little bit differently to understand that, yes, there's going to be a fear involved to say, okay, if I go to this bank and they say, no, like, I'm not just going to let that shut everything down. I still need to, okay, well, they said no. How, what else do I need to do so that it can be a yes? So those type of things, but I think my fear is just, not knowing how far I can push myself now. And that's something that I'm starting to realize because like I said, even when I feel like I'm okay, my body may think something different. So my fear, I guess, would come from knowing my limits. Mm. And that's the kind of different dynamic because of course I want to keep going. I want to keep doing all these things, but realistically health wise, do I want to do something, keep going and then be out of commission for a while? Or do I want to pace myself and get there? It may take a little bit longer, but then I'm still achieving the same success to me. You just answered my next question that I was going to say, like in creating your best life or like whatever you're doing, do you actually take the leap or do you just create a calculated plan? Like I said, I don't write stuff down. So I've been writing stuff down now, but I'm at like, you get to like a point where it's something in you and you get all like, it's just pushing you and you just like, it's just time to go. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, you can't, you can't hold it anymore. You can't wait for like, oh, I'm a, I'm a wait around or I'm gonna do this. Yeah. Like for me, I hate my job. Obviously, um, I'm working on other things, but I need my job in in order to fund my side hustle. Exactly. However, I'm to a point where now, like, I'm to the point where I'm like, fuck this job. You got other tools to get money. If you got to hustle, if you got to sleep on the couch, if you got to, well, I still live with my mom, but if you got to live with your mom, you got to do what the fuck you got to do to get out. So like right now I'm like, I'm not going to sit at this fucking job and wait for a salary check just because I need the money. Fuck this. It's not worth the, it's not worth the stress. It's not worth my time. And I'm actually wasting time being here, taking away from my business when I could be outside of it, getting this money. So I'm like, do I create a plan? So like right now I'm to the point where I'm like, create a plan or just leap, create a plan or just leap. So I'm like, I gave myself a deadline. I said by September, October, I'm out. I'm done. And I just, and, and I mean, I don't know where the plan is going, but I just know that the forces that are working with me, I feel it. They got me. I'm not tripping. So 
that's just where I am with it. So I didn't really, I created a plan, but I didn't actually create a plan, if that makes sense. And I go off stuff in my head. Like I have like a Rolodex in my head, which I probably should write stuff down. But <laughs> yeah, like for me, because I don't have anybody depending on me. I think some of my decisions in the past have been just off of leaps. But as I've gotten older, I've learned to actually plan those leaps, if that makes sense. Like yeah. when I've mentioned on the pod before how I just up and quit my job, like I was tired of that job. Like I had no plan whatsoever. And I just said, well, savings can get me this far. Let's just quit. And that was a leap that I did. Probably wasn't the best decision, but it was one that I took just because I had to make that decision for myself. Do I want to stress myself out and get to a worse place from the incident that I had? Or do I want to at least like take a step back, take a couple months to myself and then figure the shit out from there? Um, Same thing I did with school. I literally just quit my job, applied for school and I left. Like I've had certain periods in my life where there've just been leaps. But I think now, I think like you said, my job now for me personally, I would need that check to help save for the adventure that I need in the future. So for me, it's just the thing of saying, well, what are you benefiting from? Like for you, you're in a complete, you're going to be going into a completely different field. I just, so for, for you to take that leap and say, fuck it, I could see that more than like, for me, I can justify it saying, okay, I work in the field so that I would know a different perspective for when I get out of what I'm doing now. So to me, I kind of mitigate it that way versus just saying, okay, well, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not enjoying this. I want to go. And I was just sitting having this conversation with uh, my coworker and I'm like, I don't know why I'm scared because I have the tools to make money. It's not like I'm trying to do something that's, I can't make money. I have to wait for money. Like Mm -hmm. all I have to do is get up off my ass, hand out business cards, you know, just seek people out. I have the tool and what I'm making now, I could be making double in a salon. So it's like, what are you still wait? Like, what are you still wait? Like, I don't have time to wait. I don't have time to wait. But I also was listening to this this lady, um, my league. Y'all know my league. I love my league. I don't know if y'all know who she is. But she said something that touched me. And obviously, like I just said, stating having a child, like it put a damper on my 20s. That foundation work you put into like your 20s where like you just got to grind. You don't care about like you don't worry so much about getting like praise for what what you actually do prepares you for your 30s. And that grind you do in your 30s prepares you for your 40s. So I'm like, dang, I wish I would have put that in when I was 20. So that kind of put like pressure on me. Like, well, what the fuck was I doing when I was 20? So now look at me. You know what I'm saying? So that's like another that's like another stressor for me. But. But I'm just going to, I mean, I'm just going to leap. Sometimes you just got to leap and the best things come come out of it when you leap. So, But, and I, and now I don't have a child also, but I think that you, can you say that having a child though has instilled qualities in you that you could oh, yeah, of also course. use? Oh yeah, of course. Oh yeah, of course. Like that, like, I can't say like if I didn't have him, I would be where I am today. Like my mindset and how I am yeah. now, I can't see like I would do that. So now having a child grows you all the way the fuck up. Right. And I just, the only reason why I've touched on that, cause I don't want anybody listening. Cause I know how you feel about your son. I wouldn't want anybody oh, no, listening no, no. to say that having a child dampered everything for you. Cause that, I don't, that's not where you're coming from. No, I just feel like, and not even saying it dampers, but you have to make that sacrifice. Yeah, it's do. over. Like when you have a child, it's no longer you. Like you can't do the shit that you used to do unless you got a nanny and you rich. Like, it's over. Mm-hmm. Forget about it. I mean, not in a sense. I still have fun, but you get what I'm saying. It's just like yeah. you can't do the shit that you used to do, basically. So do you take him into account with your leap of just, like you said, like quitting your job or doing anything like that? I'm good. Like, I don't. 
I can't stress myself. Obviously, he's in. A, I have to take care of him, but I just, I always feel like I'm good. Like I'm covered. Whatever, whenever I've jumped, I've always made it. So I'm not worried about jumping and not having nothing because I've made two hundred dollars a month. I made a hundred. I've lived off a hundred dollars a month. So going from that, there, I can't get any further than that. Okay. Yeah. See that. So I mean, this is. I don't know if this was your best life, your best life in your career. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I just. I don't know. So, um, so we're because you said that you're you've more so taken leaps. Are you? Do you see yourself being more calculated in terms? Because setting oh, that date for yourself is a plan. it's a leap. But like I'm setting the foundation now. Like I have hired, um, I have hired a business coach, and so like I'm working with somebody now, and so like I'm getting my shit together. Like sales, beauty, hair. Like I'm getting all of that shit together now. So like this leap. It, it's gonna work and it better work because I've invested a lot of money in it. That's a calculated leap. It is. <laughs> it is, but it's not. Because I like, for me, calculated would be having finances. Like, I don't care about money. Calculated is like my plan to me. Like, when I say calculate, I'm like, how much money am I gonna have? Like, you know how people say, like, I gotta save this much money in mm-hmm. order to make this leap. I'm not really tripping on the but money right now. But I don't right think now. that because at a certain extent, you at least thought it through enough to hire someone to kind of help you structure your steps. Like, to me, when I think of a leap, it's just somebody saying, well, fuck it. Whatever happens, it's happens. Still in a lit. sense, it is. That's why I say it's like a calculated leap. Because yeah. I doubt in the place that you're in, like you said, you also have a son. I doubt that you would just say, fuck it all and see what happens. Oh, no, I can't do that. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's, I guess that's what's different. And I, I don't, I think a lot of people that are kind of in the spirit, because I think a lot of my friends, even from talking to them, they're in the spirit of, wanting to get something going for themselves. I think so that's what it is. I think that's us it's now. Just, yeah. And I don't know if it's necessarily just us. Well, and I would even say our generation, because a lot of people even talk about, even from the corporate world, I know they send out these little blurbs in our emails talking about like, well, what's different about millennials that make them so susceptible to change? Like, why is it that they're so easy to change versus like past generations? Like when I wasn't happy with my job that I quit, my mom was always telling me, well, you need to get in a job and stay there. And it's like, I'm not going to stay there. That's if I'm what not they happy. did. Yeah. Like I'm not going to stay there if I'm not happy. So I have no problem going from one job to the next to find a certain amount of happiness. But then when I realized that it wasn't the job itself, it was the fact that I'm working for someone else. Yeah. So having that change and then planning my steps now of just saying, okay, well, this is something that I want to do for myself. And like I said, even talking from my, to my friends, they are in that same energy in that same space of wanting to have something for themselves. So making that change, planning for it and just taking that leap. It's time to go. It, Fuck corporate. Shit. And you know what? I'm going to just give a, a brief synopsis and I'm going to just end this real quick. I, um, I don't know if you all are going to this. If you're listening, I'll see you there. If you aren't, I am going to a conference next week put on by Blavity is a, um, empower her conference. So I'll be doing a lot of networking there. If you're there, I'd like to see you. Um, I actually inquired about this at my job and this would piss me off so much because I was like, Hey, you know what? I see this leadership conference. Y'all always push conferences and leadership and, you know, growing in your business, not gr- business or your position. So I was like, I'm going to present this to my boss. Now, if you know who Blavity is, it's put on by black people. And on the cover page, it's two black women smiling. And so I was like, OK, I'm going to ask him. So I sent him over the stuff. He took forever to get back to me. Now, mind you, the beginning of the year, they sent me to the same conference, but it was put on by white people. The same exact thing that I'm doing. He said, oh, no, we're not going to sponsor this because you're not in a leadership role. I'm, 
but y'all just sent me to in January was the exact same thing. And I'm not in a leadership role. I wasn't in a leadership role then. What's the difference between now and before? So that kind of turned me off a little bit. And I just was like, mm, whatever. So when did you go to him? Because I know you told me about this conference because I think you said that you don't argue, but I think it's being an advocate for yourself. I did. I've asked him multiple times. I sent him emails. I sent him three me- emails. I said, did you get a chance to look at it? I would said set up a meeting with his ass because those type of things happen. And what I wouldn't want someone to do, especially like in your role where you're in something completely different than what you want to go into. For something like that, like you said, it's the exact same conference. I would have been more of an advocate to say, listen. This is exactly how it's going to help me in the role that I'm in now. We don't have, you don't have many of those type of businesses. Like for where I work, we have like affinity groups and they always have meetings of like stuff that's outside of your immediate role. You can't say that you had it. So nigga, you won't send me to this conference. You're going to allow me to go. And this is how it's going to help me in X, Y, and Z in this role that I have now. Yeah, I ain't do all of that. See, and that's that's the thing. Like, that's what I've had to learn because. But I'm, I feel like, I mean, I should have, but I also feel like if I sent them the same if I showed him the conference that we were going to early this year, he would have been like, okay, if it was by them. If if that's the case, then that's all the more reason why I would have been an advocate for myself. Because not to mention, are there many people that work at your job that look like you? No, I'm the only one in my exactly. in my. In so my you space. can't tell me how I perceive information, regardless if I'm in a leadership role or not. I would have been in there setting up a meeting. I, and he was people, scared shitless. See, exactly. He was scared. He was like shaking, like telling me this. I'm like, dog, relax. Like, what? why are you shaking talking to me? And that's the thing. Like, you can't, sometimes like people get so nervous. Like you said, like, what, what the fuck are you shaking for? And I'm sitting here trying to relate to you why this is important to me so that I can be successful in my role. Regardless if he believes it's successful in your role or not. Yeah. But no, I would have been going to that conference and they would have been paying for it because if you sent me to the exact same thing, what if I wanted some follow-up information that pertained more exclusively to me? And it was for black millennials, by the way. Exactly. So, <laughs> so either way, I took the initiative on my damn self and I paid for my own fucking ticket and I'm expensive and I'm paying for my own self. So I'll see y'all there if y'all there. Too. If not, um, where is it? Chicago. So Levy, Levy will be there. Nicole from Nicole Bitchy. Um, a couple other people will be there too. People from Essence. Um, uh, I think Vogue is there. It's a, it's a lot of good people. It's a two day nice. conference. So we'll see. I'll see you guys if you all are there. So let's get into this because I gotta I gotta go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> um, the wins, holy grails, and groove theories. Do you have any wins this week? I don't. No wins. Um, my win is actually I've committed to. The month of June, and I actually started in May, is 30 days of giving. And so when I say giving, I don't mean like giving out money. I mean just like doing little shit to give to people because I've realized how selfish I am. Um, (laughs) I'm very selfish. Um, And the effects of giving affects uh, affects you so like I've noticed like how things have happened in my life for me just giving away simple things or doing something for somebody else has changed them or like made them feel better and it's actually making me feel better so that's my win it's just do try to do this for the month of June 30 days of giving and see how you feel at the end of the month well I guess and now that you said that because my issue has been of giving too much of myself to other people and not leaving enough for me so I guess in I'm not giving you shit. <laughs> and that's the thing, like for me, and that's why I said like noticing what I can tolerate and what I can't is one of the things of learning to say no. And that's one of the things that I guess I could work on. Same. So that could be a win. Saving a little bit more of myself for me. 
Um, yeah, that's my win. My, my holy grail this week is ignoring people and saying no. Um, <laughs> so, like, you will be surprised. And I put a post up on Instagram. You'll be surprised how much people invade your space and don't respect it and try to, like, ask more of you than they would ask for their fucking selves. So I, th- I guess my thing is, in regarding to like text message and reaching out or other things like that, your urgency is not my fucking emergency. And I want people to understand that just because you have an emergency, don't push that shit on me. You got something that needs to be done. That's your fault. Don't push that shit on me. So ignore them. Don't answer the text. Don't answer the phone call. If you don't want to do it, say no. Just fucking say no. And I've said no. And I've been very good at ignoring motherfuckers. I've been good at saying no. And so that's my holy grail, saying no and ignoring people. Yep, that's it. I didn't have any holy grails. The only thing I had were uh, my groove theories. And I had, well, I saw one of them was yours. So I'll let you say that one. But I had two. One was by an artist named Nia. She had a song. She has a song featuring Jasmine Sullivan. It's called Sideline. I've heard that. I like it. I love it. Um, Maybe not so much the content, but the vocals on that song are amazing. Oh, my God. Since you said vocals, I just thought about this. Brandy. I could not forget my dear friend, Brandy. She was found unconscious on the plane. Yeah, she passed out in the airport. Y'all, they said she was okay. Y'all better protect our brandy. Listen, like, I'm sorry, I circle. I forgot all about that after you said vocals. Um, my yeah. who else did you have? I'm sorry. Um, my second one was uh, Gordon Banks. He has a song called "Dear Friend," <gasps> and I'll let you say the third one because Jasmine has been out here beasting. Listen, she need to come with a new album, too. Listen, if y'all, if you know me, you know that I love Molly music. I've been with Molly. I don't, he just came out with a new CD called The Transition of Molly. Now, I am a little confused. I won't, I don't really know where he's going with this. I like the CD. I love it. He has a new song with Jasmine Sullivan that was his single, but his CD just came out yesterday um, called Love By You. But he was doing gospel now. So, like, I don't know. Not that I'm not going to still follow him because I loved him, but I don't know if he's transitioning to R&B or if he's just like crossing over the two. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see where this is going to go. But in my head, I really love Molly. Like I would like to do a song with him. Yeah, I think we spoke about him. So I I enjoy the album. But like you said, I know a lot of people um, were felt the same way. Like he started off as a gospel artist. And not saying you can't change, but... I'm just a little confused. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, I did notice that this had a more of an R&B feel to it. It was very it. R&B. And I was trying to and listen. I'm like. Because what was the album that um, you introduced me to? Uh, I can't Shoot. think of that I name. can't think of it. I just was it. listening to it. Um, but even that, it was more like conscious. But like when I went back and listened to some of his older stuff, it was more gospel. It was, it was so more he gospel. has literally been transitioning over the last few albums. But Molly him. is. Molly is that yeah. was the name of it so yeah um those were so I had the same one that was my third but yeah check those out check out his new album oh and check out that Latin dinner music mix on Spotify you're annoying, <laughs> <laughs> you're annoying. To, Spotify got playlists and y'all I listen to a lot of music but I that Latin too. that Latin um dinner music mix 
listen, you go cook you some fajitas or some tacos and put that on, or even <laughs> if adobo. you, <laughs> or even a little sauce or guacamole, whatever you do, or if you clean and put that on, it's a really good playlist. Some of the songs, I don't know what they're saying. I'm going to be honest. I don't speak Spanish. I don't know what the fuck they talking about, but I like it. It's a good vibe. So listen to that Spotify playlist. And that's it. That's all I got. Instagram, our Facebook group are the same as well as the email, random tandem podcast, obviously the email at gmail.com on Twitter, random tandem pod. And that's it. Do you have anything else? That's it? No, I gotta go to work. Holla back at me. Holla back at me. Digo no a la fuerza que me quieran controlar. Yo no soy un esclavo. Soy rey de mi realidad. Mi realidad, mi realidad. Soy rey de mi realidad. Mi realidad, mi realidad. Soy rey de mi